0: going back to the 1930s today mike
1: oh i guess i'm gonna need a hat is there anything else i'm gonna need to pack a fork i'm pretty sure that they had those back in the 30s if we doing some kind of like yeah you didn't know but forks were invented in 1935 or something is that today <laughs> what did they eat with before hands <laughs> just all knives <laughs> three <laughs> knives taped together <laughs>
0: Well, we do have a food-related topic today. Sadly, it's not silverware, although now I'm very curious about that.
1: So you do say food. Uh, The word is even the title of today's Wikipedia topic. But a lot of people have made fun of spam over the years, and we're not talking about the
0: email. We are not. Uh, We should probably start by saying spam is indeed food, even if it is the butt of a lot of jokes.
1: Spam is a product of the Hormel Foods Corporation, which was founded in America in 1891. It's a pretty old American company there. Today, its portfolio of products is wide, but for its first 100 years in business, Hormel focused on meats, including pork, chicken, beef, and lamb. If you're in Austin, Minnesota, you could visit the Spam Museum to learn more about this particular product, as well as the company's history. So I guess if you live there, you can just stop le- listening to this episode <laughs> and go and learn about it in person.
0: That's right. And it's going to go on our fill trip list. Uh-huh. So let's pop a can and get into the meat of the story. I hate you. Spam was introduced (laughs) in July 1937 in order to sell more pork shoulder, which wasn't a popular cut of meat. Spam contains
1: pork, salt, water, modified potato starch as a binder, sugar, and sodium nitrate as a preservative. It's packaged into tin cans, which have this pretty unique opening method. You know, you have to kind of like pop the ring and pull them. I guess it's not that unique, but it's still interesting for a shape. It's kind of this weird rectangular shape. But anyways, you could probably guess many have raised concerns about its nutritional values over the years, mainly due to its high salt and fat
0: content super salty, Mm -hmm. not like in a sassy way, actual salt. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the sassiest meat?
1: Can't tell you if I've ever thought that, to be honest. (laughs) I don't really have an answer off the top of my head. Do you have one? I think maybe like
0: Canadian bacon. (laughs) Okay, why? You don't need to know where you're from. You're just, Uh, you know? Is
1: is Canadian bacon from Canada though?
0: I don't know. It's what we call it here in the United States.
1: Yeah. Is this like, like that Chinese food thing? Like what do they call it in China? Just food? It's like that old joke.
0: Spam's moment to shine came during World War II when getting fresh meat to soldiers proved difficult. So the U.S. turned to Hormel and ordered 150 million pounds of the stuff by the time the war ended. It was mocked by troops who had different nicknames for it, including ham that didn't pass its physical, meatloaf without basic training, and special army meat.
1: I'm just going to say that World War II-era American soldiers not very snappy when it comes to nicknames.
0: No, it's not the best Burns I've ever read.
1: (laughs) They're they're very hyper-focused around uh, army training, which I understand, Uh, but they're pretty long, you know? (laughs) Nevertheless, while they didn't have many fans in the armed services, spam quickly became a staple in places like Guam, Hawaii, Okinawa, the Philippines, and other islands in the Pacific.
0: After the war, it also showed up in the United Kingdom, where British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher later referred to it as a wartime delicacy.
1: I mean, it's something that's been around in my life. Like, my mom loves spam. I, I, I haven't had it as an adult. I didn't like it as a kid. So maybe I need to rectify that.
0: Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time.
1: In Guam... Residents consume an annual average of 16 cans per person, so every resident gets, eats, not gets, I mean, it'd be interesting if they just got it like it was given to them, but no, they eat every year about 16 cans of Spam.
0: Not to be outdone, McDonald's and Burger King locations in Hawaii serve Spam, which has been nicknamed Hawaiian Steak. There is even an annual Spam-themed festival that takes place every spring, known as the Waikiki Spam Jam. Great name. Spam Jam. That's very good.
1: Another popular local dish in Hawaii is Spam Masubi, where cooked Spam is placed atop rice and wrapped in a band of nori or a form of onigiri.
0: Did you uh, enjoy that on your honeymoon in Hawaii a few years ago? Do
1: you know what? We didn't. And next time I go back, I am going to rectify this.
0: Good. Have some follow-up on Ungeniused. Mm-hmm. This episode of the show is made possible by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment. They have the largest selection of audiobooks around, featuring bestsellers, new releases, and everything in between, as well as thousands of binge-worthy podcasts all in one place. As an Audible member, you get one credit every month to spend on any title in their entire premium selection. And those titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library. So whether you're wanting to pick up that new novel everyone's talking about, or finally tick off that bucket list title, Audible is there for you. And if you don't have anything you're looking for this month, those credits will roll over for up to a year, so you can binge that next series whenever you get the time. As an Audible member, you also get access to their Plus Catalog. It's filled with thousands of hours of audio entertainment from guided meditation, ad-free podcast, and a large selection of exclusive series. This is included in your membership for you to listen whenever and wherever you like. Because you can download titles and listen offline with the Audible app. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, you can always pick up right where you left off. Uh, I just started listening to Project Hail Mary by Andy Ware, the guy who wrote The Martian, and it's fantastic. You listen while uh, mowing the grass, or I've got a long drive coming up uh, later this week, and uh, that's what I will be listening to. So whether you're looking for something to entertain you while working from home, your next long car ride, or even time spent at the gym, Audible is right there with thousands of titles to choose from. So go and check it out for yourself. And as a new member, you can try out Audible for 30 days. Just visit audible.com/ungeniust or text ungeniust to 500-500 to get started. That's audible.com/ungeniust or text ungenius to 500-500. Our thanks to Audible for the support of the show and Relay FM. Mike, today's spam comes in 12 different varieties on sale across 44 different countries.
1: Don't worry, in a minute, I'm going to read those. <laughs> if you're wondering what 12 or 8 is, you're going to get it. <laughs> it's but coming. Before that, the marketing that Hormel does is different in those different countries, which is actually really interesting. Because in Hawaii, it's so popular that whole cases of spam are often stolen. But in much of the United States, it's often seen as a product for those who may not be able to afford different or better kinds of food. It's really interesting that, like, how varied that is. It's like in one place... And it's not an economic thing, right? Like, in one place, it's seen as just, like, a great part of a diet, like a staple, and then in others, it's just cast aside.
0: Meanwhile, in China, it's marketed as a foreign premium food product, Mm -hmm. and for that market, Hormel adds more meat to the recipe. Recipe? Formula may be a better word.
1: So... Here are those varieties of spam. According to the Spam Museum website, these are the, the varied spam formulas that you can uh, get your hands on around the globe. Spam Classic. You know what just made me think of new Coke?
0: Oh, yeah, no, I got that vibe here, too.
1: <laughs> By the way, did you see they're doing that with Coke Zero? They're changing the flavor of Coke Zero. Why did they do this? Right. Spam Classic, Spam Light, Spam Less Sodium, Spam with Real Hormel Bacon... Which makes me think, is there a fake bacon version? You're like, well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Spam oven roasted turkey. That's weird. Spam hickory smoke. Spam hot and spicy. Spam jalapeno. Spam teriyaki. Spam with Portuguese sausage seasoning. Spam with tocino seasoning. The classic and light variants can also be purchased in single serving packs if you need that little pick-me-up.
0: Yeah, it's... So throw it in your backpack for later. In 2019,
1: Hormel also put out a limited run of pumpkin spice spam. Get out of town, Hormel. No,
0: that's too far. <laughs> I just want to read part of this announcement. Although the new variety may sound too good to be true, it's true. The makers of the iconic spam brand have created a flavor that could be incorporated into a variety of craveable recipes perfect for fall including sweet and savory waffles, decadent grilled cheeses, and fall hashes.
1: This version featured a blend of seasonal spices, including cinnamon, clove, allspice, and nutmeg, and Hormel said it made for a seasonal breakfast that anyone could love.
0: I mean, people like options, and clearly Hormel is successful with this because 12.8 cans of Spam are eaten every second around the world.
1: This is some hungry people. That's fast.
0: <laughs> Maybe they're counting the single slice. Uh... <laughs>
1: and of course, spam shows up in pop culture all over the place, from Monty Python to Weird Al. There have even been a book of haikus about spam titled Spam Coup, Tranquil Reflections of Luncheon Love.
0: I bought a copy of this book in preparation for the episode. I cannot wait for it to get here later this week.
1: Seriously? Yeah.
0: I went on Amazon I mean, and bought it.
1: <laughs> you do like haikus. I do. So maybe we can also do some follow-up on this. I, I feel like in our next episode, I would like you to pick your favorite spam coup
0: to give to okay. the audience. Or maybe I'll read a bunch of them. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: We'll figure it out. But how can we let this content go to waste? Right? I know. Uh, if you do get a little too attached to your spam coups, there's also a church, a mock church, devoted to spam that you could join. It's good to know. So let's wrap up by talking about the Spam Museum. As we said, it is located in Austin, Minnesota, the home of Hormel. It originally opened in 1991 as the Hormel Foods First Century Museum, marking the first 100 years of the company.
0: A much larger, Spam-focused museum opened in September 2001. This was over 16,000 square feet in size and included family games, a theater, historical displays, and more. In 2016, it opened in a new space that is made up of seven main galleries designed to educate the public about spam, its role in World War II, and much, much more.
1: This reminds me of, um, there's in Japan, you're familiar with cup noodles, right? Yes. I don't know what they're, we in the UK we have something called pot noodle, which is very similar. I don't know if it's called that, or it's like it's called cup of noodles or something like that in America. But they have these cup noodles museums where it's similar stuff. You have all these uh, merchandising opportunities and art and history around cup noodle. But you can also make your own. So you go into a part of the uh, museum, and you get to choose all of the things, and they put them into a single serving cup noodle, which is sealed for you, and you can go eat it in the restaurant. I feel like spam, the spam museum should or has to have something like this where you can go and say, I want the pumpkin spice one, you know, <laughs> and then they, they put it together for you, put it in a can, and off you go. That's perfect. We Total- have to
0: visit this museum. We we really do. I mean, they call the people who work in the museum spam ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Sign me up.
1: Mm, I hate that part. <laughs> they obviously have, I'm just looking, they have a restaurant in the museum, of course, uh, so you can go and eat Spam
0: while you're there. I'd like to thank Josh for sending this topic in. If you want to read more about spam and these other things we've spoken about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 134. While you're there, you can get in touch via email to suggest a topic, or you can do so on Twitter. The show is at ungeniused. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And until our next salty snack, Mike, say goodbye.
1: Uh, Before I say goodbye, I'm sorry. I've gone on the spam website and I'm looking at all the merch that they do. There's so much spam merch. They have 242 items, individual items that you can buy on their website. This is like a whole big thing. Anyway, goodbye. (laughs) Bye, y'all.